Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics. We got a wild week five coming at us, but we have an even wilder week six planned ahead but how are you just it's it's getting to that juicy point of the year you know what i mean people are moving people are released rumors trades that might happen It, it it's a great time it's always fun when there's always a little spice and pizzazz added right there into the injection of the nfl season whether it's actual nfl trades your fantasy trades whether it's injuries whether it's moves nfl or fantasy moves on the roster i mean this is the juiciest part of the season absolutely absolutely and i'm i just kind of want to get into it do it nfl headlines the man of the hour Le'Veon bell uh, released from the jets as we had on our last episode in the middle of the episode might i add that's where the fun was we were recording the episode all of a sudden phone blows up and says Le'Veon bell is gone and then that just kind of that spiced up that episode make sure to check that one out for all your buys trades and sells of course now but now he is signed to the chiefs right right as we're about to hit the record button he signs a one-year deal to the chiefs but let me know what your first thought is first thought is uh i'm very glad our recommendation was if it's too good to be true it's probably not good and i i'm referring to hilaire uh you know, he's in a great opportunity, but Lev Bell, this is going to be a Fournette Ronald Jones situation on the Chiefs, in my opinion. What what are you thinking about that? I can't help but think you're correct. It's just the who is going to be who in that scenario. Is Lev Bell going to be Fournette or is Lev Bell going to be Ronald Jones or vice versa? And that plays a huge significant role in each of those players. I think either way, Hilaire it goes down. In value, oh, yeah. like like right away. Oh yeah. I mean, we don't know what Lev Bell is going to do, but they signed him for a one year deal. They are going to use him, and Andy Reid uses running backs brilliantly. Usually, typically. So, Lev Bell has not looked like the old Lev Bell, right? I mean, Fair. he hasn't been like what he used to be with Pittsburgh for for a long period of time. So it's going to be interesting to see, but. This is his comeback. If if he can't make it work with the Chiefs or even look good with the Chiefs on the number one offense in the NFL, he he's never going to get back to anything even close to what he is. And I don't think he will, but I expect more from what he's been getting from the, you know, Adam Gase Jets. I think he will be better than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, here, let me read you some statistics sure. that I have for him. And this is exactly why the Chiefs went out and grabbed another running back because uh, uh, let's just be honest Clyde he was underwhelming you draft him in the first round or early second and you expected a lot out of him and he's giving you the Kenyon Drake treatment he's getting yards he's getting touches he's not getting touchdowns that is the big thing so let me give you a couple statistics and I I, want to know if you're worried that it's going to change or it's going to diminish or it's going to increase okay so in week one against the Texans where he absolutely went off yeah uh, the Chiefs had 20 plays in the red zone, 
and Clyde had nine touches during those moments. So he had a 45% touch ratio to the red zone plays. That's that's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. Week two, the Chiefs only managed surprisingly three plays in the red zone. Clyde had one of those touches. Okay. So 33%. 33%. Can't complain there. That's not bad. That's not a bad scenario. You know, sometimes you just don't get in the red zone. Big plays happen. That happens with the Chiefs. Understandable. Week three, the Chiefs had nine attempts in the red zone. Clyde had two of those. Okay. That's, we're we're that, seeing a little decrease here. That's a 22% drop or 22% total. Sorry. And then week four, same exact nine plays, two touches. And then still no touchdowns, by the way, might I add. Mm-hmm. And now week five, 13 plays in the red zone, one touch negative yards so right now in the red zone Clyde Edwards Hilaire has a negative yard net average so I mean in the beginning of the season it looked good I mean I mean you get 45 percent 33 percent that's that's a solid ratio for the red zone right but we have to and look at the game we're, we're seeing we're see, yes absolutely and that's what I'm about to get to the first game was obviously he <laughs> he played great he yes, play, he played great they they looked good and obviously you you have a rookie that you want to show off a little bit you want to game plan a little bit, and, and you want to make sure he gets some touches and, and looks good, like you like you did a smart decision, right? Fair. And then it starts decreasing more and more and more as you go on. That is my biggest concern is if Andy Reid likes you, you are going to get touches, and you are going to get touches in the red zone, and they are going to make plays for you to do that. Every week, it's starting to decrease more and more and more, and if they were very happy with Hilaire, I don't think they would go out and get a Lev Bell player. I think they would get another veteran because Damian Williams did is not playing this year. Everyone knows that. So depth would have been a little bit better. You would have been a little happier with that because LaShawn McCoy is is not LaShawn McCoy anymore, right? That's 100% fair to say. I mean, he's not. So if I am a Hilaire owner, I'm very concerned. And it, it's going to be... I could see it be a 50-50 split at some point. And that might sound crazy, but I I, I can see it. It will be. It might be 60-40 Lev beyond Bell. I mean, let, let's face it. So go, going back a little bit, mm-hmm. so week one against the Texans. Yep. I mean, the Texans have a very weak run defense. Absolutely. And it was a rainy game. It, it, you're slippery. Let's face it. He was bouncing off tackles, ripping off arm tackles. It was different. He got a touchdown off of a big run. And he a looked big good. Run t- he, he looked good. Yes. No, but I want to disagree. Okay. He got stuffed on the goal line four different plays. Four out of the nine plays in the red zone, he got stuffed on the goal line. He was not able to punch it in. That happened again week two, week three, and week five. It ended up with Patrick Mahomes QB sneaking it or giving a touch pass to Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, or whichever receiver happened to be on the end of that. He was unable to punch that ball in when it mattered. Guess what? Le'Veon Bell, he will punch it in. He's a much bigger physical back uh, right now. Do you, do you think – sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Sir. Go ahead. Do, do you think Lev Bell is going to be the goal line guy? Yeah, Is, for is sure. that what you're telling me right he, now? He, if he is the goal line back, he is the better back. Let's face it, six points is a whole lot better than 10 rushes for 50 yards. Even though that is a five-yard average, realistically, that's probably not even going to happen. If he does what he did with the Pittsburgh Steelers, just the way he ran, not okay. not exactly what he did, just the way he ran is s- jump around a little bit in the backfield, find the hole, and go. Okay. I, goal line situation, doing that, making sure you get your spot and getting the touchdown. You, we do have to remember, he's a very good receiving back as well. Oh, yeah. 
a, a very good receiving back. So they're going to use him like that as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they cut LaShawn McCoy. I, I don't see an option in him being there. I don't see a point in him being there. Uh, well, that's that's because he's not there. He's oh. on the Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. Oh, God. I was thinking about Yeah, okay. All right. Understandable. My bad. Um, but, yeah, it it's going to be very hard for Hilaire to even get another 20-point game. He, he hasn't gotten a 20-point game since the first game. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And it's right now— The one game that he got. Yeah, I'm looking at half-point PPR right now. He's at 19.8, which is the first game, 10, 15, 10, and 9. I mean, yep. you this, this that's Kenyon Drake-level disappointing. And I if, don't even think Kenyon Drake's got 20 points, though. No, well, Kenyon Drake still had another 13. I will look up for you that right now, okay. actually. Because Kenyon Drake has been very underwhelming, and if we're going to talk about Kenyon Drake in that situation, we definitely need to talk about Hilaire in that situation as well because you're expecting massive amount of points. Okay, so again, uh, week one, 13, week two, 15, eight, three and a half. That's a surprising one, and then 12.7. So, yeah, okay. Kenyon Drake is a little bit more disappointing. Uh, but regardless, Kenyon Drake was drafted in the sixth round. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was drafted most likely in the first. So it Kenyon adds Drake, a little Kenyon bit more. Kenyon Drake was drafted higher than that. Uh, it depends what league and the league format and how the league is set up and how many teams are in that league. But majority of the time, uh, Kenyon Drake surpassed the first round into the early second. But, I mean, that's neither here or there at this point. Right now, Le'Veon Bell is on the Chiefs, and I fully expect him to overtake Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because Clyde has been disappointing. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a better situation for Lev Bell because he's gone with Adam Gase. But how much better? As long as well, the offense is better and he's the goal line back, most likely the goal line back. If he is getting three touches on the goal line a game, he's probably going to end up with at least one touchdown. If you're going to do that, you're fantasy relevant and you're fantasy startable. At I'm, this point, Le'Veon Bell was not even fantasy startable. We were starting Devontae Freeman. We were recommending Freeman, starting Devontae yeah. Freeman over Le'Veon Bell last yep. week. Now you cannot do that because you have to recommend Le'Veon Bell over Devontae so Freeman. So do you, on that point, do you wait and see what happens this his first week there? I mean, do you think they're going to... I think he plays. He I mean, plays. He's a, he's a running back. He plays. I mean, they'll, they'll limit the touches, I think. I don't think they'll throw him in there. If they do throw him in there and he gets a bulk of the touches right off the bat, I think we know where this is going to go. Oh, yeah. Right right, uh, right off the bat. Oh, yeah. I, 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 he goes against the Bills. We're definitely going to talk about the matchups much more in depth later on, but uh, they go against the Bills on a Monday night game, so it, it might be a prime time thing where they hand him the ball and let him see what he does, or they might ease him in. Well, actually, technically, all right, So sorry, th this slipped my mind. He cannot play against the Bills yet. Why is that? Because due to COVID rules and regulations, he has to go through five days of testing. So he oh, will not okay. be able to play against the Bills. I completely, that one slipped my mind. So okay. Clyde Edwards, he gets one more week of the backfield to himself. But it is against the Bills. Regardless, he's still going to be a must-start in this in this scenario. Yeah. I, I, I'm. <laughs> it makes me smile, to be honest, though. It's a fun I little spice. It, it makes Adam Gase, if Lev Bell does better than what he did at the Jets, which is not hard, 239 yards at, with the Jets in 17 games, and not one one carry over 19 yards. You're 100% correct. So, it, I mean, I would like to bet that he is going to do more than that on the Chiefs and make Adam Gase look like a horrible coach. 
Well, it's because he is a horrible coach. Now, this also goes to my argument that players' talent is uh, very minimal compared to the scheme they grow up on. But, of course, let's let's talk about Lev Bell a little bit more later on when we get to the matchups. Yep. We got a lot of headlines to go over. Melvin Gordon, right after his DUI, was Oof. sent home yesterday, uh, uh, Wednesday practice, and now on the Thursday practice, he is back. I personally cannot imagine him continuing playing until he gets suspended because, one, I, I, I can't believe you have a stance tougher on medical marijuana over DUIs. Yeah, and going over the speed limit. 29 miles per hour over the speed limit, I believe it was. Yeah, driving reckless, recklessly. I mean, you would be in jail. If, if I did that, you would be in jail, and you'd be there, and you'd get bail. Obviously, I'm sure he did the same thing, but, I mean, you wouldn't have your license. Well, you, you just said if I did that, you would be in jail. Why would I be in jail? You did that. No, 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 no. no. You, you're my fall guy. You'd okay. be in jail. All right, fair you're enough. You're welcome. Um, yeah, Philip Lindsay. If you can get Philip Lindsay and hold on to him, I, when Melvin Gordon is bye-bye Felicia suspended, uh, that's going to be a massive upgrade, but I'm sure that owner is already thinking that same thing. So we'll wait and see once we get any more news. We'll throw it out there. Yes. Now, Vic Vangio has said he's not sure if Melvin Gordon will start. Uh, he, he might be just saying that just so the NFL can kind of downplay it for now to, to minimize the uh, suspension. But regardless, according to NFL Players Association rules, a DOI is at least a minimum two games. Uh, we just don't know when that, get, when that will get enforced. Now, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Drew Locke, Darius Slayton, all received a limited tack today. Uh, I think all of the players on this list will play this coming. Yeah, Drew Locke, that's a great sign yes. for the Denver Broncos, yes. for sure. Now, I, Drew Locke would be the... Drew Locke and Deshaun Jackson might be the only ones that are questionable and might sit out one more week uh, because one, Drew Locke is the quarterback with a sprained rotator cuff. That one's a little bit more difficult against mm -hmm. a uh, very good Patriots. So uh, the that one's questionable on my part, but regardless, I think most other players are going to be playing. Sounds good, yeah. Now Jarvis Landry, A.J. Brown, D.J. Chark, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster, Dalvin Cook, uh, all did not practice. I mean, Dalvin Cook is not a surprise. Yes. At all. Uh, we, we all kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, are we concerned about any of these guys other so, than Cook? A.J. Brown played Tuesday. I'm not surprised he doesn't play. If he does not get a practice session in uh, Friday, then you should be immensely concerned. But right now, I'm not too worried. Jarvis Landry, I think uh, he will play. Uh, DJ Chark, I assume he will play. Deontay Johnson, I'm going to go no. Juju, I think so. I think he will play. I think uh, so. DJ Chark is the guy I'm more concerned about. Uh, Deontay Johnson, um, their head coach, did say that he expects him to play unless there's anything uh, that just came out recently. Uh, if there's anything that has happened recently. So he, he should be playing, and they'll let us know if there's not. All right, fair enough. Now, Zach Moss, John Brown, Devontae Adams, Antonio Gibson practiced in full, which is always nice to hear. You saw, you definitely saw Josh Allen play uh, less productive than he usually did this year without John Brown. Zach Moss practicing in full will definitely hamper Devin Singletary's uh, fullback or running back assignments. Antonio Gibson, a uh, good sign to hear. Definitely like to see the prospect come out. Devontae Adams is definitely a good sign for Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, I, Adams was very irritated he wasn't playing last game, and uh, I think he's going to come back with a vengeance. Ooh. Now, Odell Beckham and Adrian Peterson both left practice with an illness. They both tested negative for COVID, so they are dealing with something else. Uh, the Falcons had a positional coach test positive for COVID, so right now the Falcons uh, facility is shut down at the moment, and they're waiting for more tests to make sure nobody else has it. They're having a rough year, huh? Oh, yeah. When <laughs> your coach gets fired, oh, and you blow two monumental leads, just not looking good on defense, offense is in a little bit of disarray. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. They're the definition of 2020 in fantasy football. Uh, in football them or the in general. At, at, them or the Niners right now. The Falcons have it. Mm, actually, the, I, I think I would, the Niners have it a little bit worse considering they had Super Bowl aspirations. No. No? All right. I think you're just a little biased. Fair enough. Now, mm-hmm. Julio had a did-not-practice estimation. So, once again, the Falcons played a game of Madden and simulated it, and Julio Jones did not play. That's always fun to see. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's hit the clutch starts and sits. Oh, you want the clutch starts and sits? A little bit. Clutch starts and sits of the week. So the Broncos and the Patriots. Three and one Broncos, two and two Patriots. Their game was supposed to be Thursday night football, if I do be be correct, which would be currently right now. But, of course, it got postponed. And because of that, Drew Locke now has a chance of playing right now. So uh, uh, let's keep it simple for the Broncos. Yep. Jerry Judy, start. Mm. Uh, Gilmore's is a uh, is Gilmore playing first of all? Yes. 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 It's a concern. Gilmore's, it's a concern, but I mean, if DK Metcalf can uh, can do some magic against uh, Gilmore, then mm, I, I mean, you can look at Trey Patrick. Maybe Noah Fant comes back. Hopefully, I, I don't think he's going to be healthy, but that would be awesome. I, I would probably try to stay away from Jerry Judy. That's fair. Now on the pay, uh, Melvin Gordon, if he plays, must start. If not, uh, Philip Lindsay, Lindsay could also is also going to be a must start. Now, if Melvin Gordon plays, I would still consider Lindsay in a flex position because Free. one, he's re- returning from, uh, of course, his injury, so they might try to hinder or hamper or limit Melvin Gordon's touches until they figure out what is going on with his situation. Uh, I definitely see that being a huge possibility. Now, on the Patriots side, Cam Newton supposedly playing, which means I'm going to put him in a start category. I'm going to put uh, Julian Edelman. I don't mind him in a start category, but I'm more concerned about the running backs. It It's hard to say. It's a the cluster. Patri- the Patriots like to do <sighs> – you don't know who to start at that point, but Rex Burkhead has been very productive recently. And, uh, I mean, Damian Harris came out and was very productive last game. I'm trying to stay away from that backfield just because I don't know who's going to get uh, the amount of touches or the volume. That's 100% correct. But Damian Harris had 17 carries last week. So if there is a running back to start, I would go for him. Second next would be James White just because he is the safest PPR option that you have on that roster. Rex Burkhead would be a third. And then uh, that would be it. It really wouldn't surprise me if they just – gave the ball to Rex Burkhead 18 carries this game just to switch it up you know because because I mean that that happens on a regular basis but I totally agree James White is going to be the pass catcher back there he's he's the guy on that situation but yeah I'm trying to stay away six catches for 
James White equals out to at least three PPR points, and then the yards are going to be an added bonus. So moving on to the Texans versus the Titans. Titans showed up against the Buffalo Bills pretty well. I definitely like to see that. Now, on the, now if AJ Brown plays, must start. If he does not play, it looks like uh, uh, who is their other receiver on the team? You talking about uh, Titans? Yeah, let's see. Got Humphreys. There we go. That is his name. I definitely put him in the must-start category, must-have if A.J. Brown does not play. Uh, Derrick Henry is going to be, of course, the stiff-arm master. Johnny Smith is a must-start. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, Derrick Henry is going to eat this game. Oh, you think so? Against the Texans, a horrible run defense. I Line him up, expect 20. He's going to put up some points. Yeah, and on the Texan side, Duke, uh, David Johnson, he definitely earns a RB2 to flex spot. Uh, Cooks is going to disappoint you, but you're still going to start him because I feel like you need to. Deshaun Watson also must start in this scenario. The Titans do not have that great of a pass rush. I don't know if the Bills' offensive line is just really good or the tech, uh, the Titans cannot rush the passer properly, but uh, uh, I don't expect to see Deshaun Watson running for his life too much. I'm hoping not. Yeah, exactly. Now, let's move on to the Browns. 4-1 uh, and one against the 4-0 and oh Steelers. This is going to be a pretty good game. Baker Mayfield is expected to play. I do expect Odell to play, and I'm putting Jarvis on the fence, which just only elevates Odell a little bit more, but he's going to be seeing Joe Hayden a lot, who actually has the lowest passing rating allowed so far this year. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, how are you feeling? What, what are we expecting for your boy, Hunt? Hunt, he's yeah. going to get 15 carries and three catches. Now is, the, is, is De Ernest going to be viable at any situation on this? It's hard. He was he he was disappointing, especially Very, last week. Yeah. Right. They still have another running back. I believe what is his name? Hillard? Hilliard. Hilliard. So I, they become a three-headed monster with Hunt leading the way. No other running back right now is viable, in my opinion, unless they somehow Welch a touchdown or Kareem Hunt gets yeah. hurt. Uh, I'd stay away for him for right now. On the opposite side, it looks like Benny Snell got demoted to RB3. Very sad. It's a little sad to see, or he maybe he deserved it. Now, the wide receiving <laughs> core is going to be the interesting one because Juju might not play, and... Uh, what's his name? Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. That's a tough name. Yeah, I mean, if both of them don't play, Chase Claypool is a must start. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's still a must start at this I mean, point. I'm more of a flex. I want to see see what he does. But, yeah, you're you're most likely going to put him in. But for, I'm trying not to point Chase here. I, I want to see a little bit more. Deontay Johnson was out that whole game. He is. I think he's going to play. I think Juju is also going to play. If they all play, Claypool could be a low-end, low-end flex on my end. Um, I I'm starting Juju. Do I feel comfortable about it? Yeah. I mean, wide receiver two to a wide receiver three is what I'm looking at. Uh, Deontay Johnson, wh- where's your feelers on that? If he plays, you start him. What, what are we looking? Are we looking wide receiver three? Yeah, wide receiver, wide, two, wide receiver three to flex at this point because he is going to be risky. This is the second time leaving a game early and not returning. Uh, if you start him, be expect him to leave the game. I mean, he's done that. It's happened. Uh, he, that's that's the risk you're going to take. He's going to be a high-risk, high-reward type player. And you said you're going to avoid point-chasing Chase Claypool, but if his name is Chase, Ooh. you're point-chasing. You're, you're, you're you chasing have to. This is a you're, great point. There you that's go. A great, so, so ignore everything I said. 
Start you started Claypool. Now I'm doing it. I'm All doing right. it and doing it with confidence. Now on the Ravens, four and one. The Eagles, three, one and one. One, three and one. One, three and one. There we go. So Lamar Jackson has came out and said that he doesn't need to run too much for the offense to be successful. Uh, I would like you to run, sir. Uh, Actually, I don't. You can stay in the pocket all no, you'd like. No, no, just, no, throw no, it. No. just throw it to Aaron Andrews. No, 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 no. Just, just, just run. Run for me. Just throw it to the, throw it to the tight end a little bit. Throw it to Andrews. Oh, he, Andrews, to gonna, Andrews. Andrews is going to eat. Oh, yeah. I mean, w- we know who we're starting. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson is going to be a start. Yes. Are you touching any of these running backs in the backfield? I do not, I'm not want to touch I'm, any RB in this backfield no. ever, 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 unless no. there's an injury. I'm, I'm staying away from all of them, and then you can see what happens, but... It's it's just a cluster. There's nobody who's getting the main workload on a regular basis, and it just, they just don't look good. They really they, don't. They really don't. So, Marquise Brown, what are we expecting from him? Uh, he had a good week. He, he had did. a very good week. I expect it to happen again. I mean, if Lamar Jackson's in the pocket for another five more passes than usual, then that's five more targets heading his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot complain at his production. I think he's going to be a solid wide receiver three start. Right now, I just want to put it out there that bye weeks are happening right now. Injuries are happening right now. I definitely do not blame you if you flex a Ravens running back. I just want you to be wary that they're probably touchdown dependent no matter who it is. On the Eagles side, Miles Sanders, you're definitely going to put him in no matter what. Zach Ertz, I still think you should put him in. It's just difficult to do that because, well, it just might be disappointing. Yeah, it's been very rough. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey might be back. He says he's questionable, but he might be back. Maybe that helps out that offense a little bit. Who knows? We haven't seen Alshon in a, in, in a while. So, but giving him more weapons, maybe they have to look at Elshon a little bit here here and there, especially in the red zone. We'll see. I'm excited to see if maybe potentially that helps out. Zach, you should if you're a Zach Ertz owner, you need to look at other options. He might get traded to another team with the trade deadline ending in three weeks. So that is always a possibility. But you should always have another tight end option ready at your disposal. Now the Washington football team has Josh Allen going again. Uh, this week he is healthy. They are one and four against Josh the Allen? Giants. Josh Allen. Uh, you no, did this sorry. last podcast. I did it too. Come on, Kyle warm, Allen. Warm there we up go. the arm. Warm the arm. Hey, the, the, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Hey, there we you're go. an Allen. Yeah, you're an Allen. You're. <laughs> <laughs> now the Giants zero oh and five. This is going to be a rough game. This is a rough game to watch. <laughs> this is going to be two bad, weak offenses. And you're if you're a fantasy owner on either team, you're thinking, feed it to Gibson. Feed it to Terry McLaurin, oh. or if you're on the other side, feed it to Devontae Freeman and feed it to Darius Slayton. And if that happens, then you got a productive game. Yeah, those are those are the only guys you can consider starting. I don't see anybody else in that op- option at all. Could you consider starting New York Giants defense? Because I, I would consider it. I would. I, I won't Absolutely. mind it. The, right now, the Washington football team, their offensive line is a little doo-doo. Same with the Giants side. I highly recommend starting the Washington football team's defense. I will be doing so. I, I was going out and personally trying to grab as many of those defenses as I could. I do not blame you if you go the other way and grab the Giants against the football team because that offensive line, I mean, it, it, it's a little different when Aaron Donald is rushing the quarterback and he had a a sack in 2.1 seconds. In 2.1 seconds, he had a sack against Alex Smith, a strip sack, might I add. Uh, but 
there's no Aaron Donald on the uh, Giants, so uh, I definitely want you to tamper expectations. On the next game, Falcons versus the Vikings. Oh, and five Falcons, might I add. I have I have a special delivery. Ooh, pizza. Kicker of the week. No, it's kicker of the week. And who's who's the kicker of the week? You know his name. I think you know who he is. The coolest name in the NFL? Young Hoko. Young Hoku. I mean, he he did it for us once before. We did. And, this is the second and, time he's aired on And he's going to do it again. It's it's a no-brainer. Young Hoko, must start. Set him in your lineup. I picked him up. I found him on waivers. Surprisingly, I found him in waivers in the league. I said, yeah, give me him, please. One time for the one time. And uh, I'm proud to start him against the Vikings. You saw the Vikings. They clamped down a little bit against the Seahawks. You saw it. Yep. You know, they clamped down a little bit, which means they're going to be kicking field goals. And I definitely put the Seahawks offense better than the Falcons. So I fully expect the Falcons to be stopped more than none in field goal range. But on the Falcons side, if Julio Jones plays, you're going to start him. Calvin Ridley, you're going to start him. Of course, if there is a game for these teams, th- this game might get canceled. So I definitely do want you to have backup plans just in case. Now, uh, Calvin Ridley, of course, like I said, must start. Those are the only wide receivers on that roster I would like to start. Gage, he's just too unreliable for me. No. I do not want him on my roster. Hayden Hurst, this is his last chance for me. You got to get some red zone targets. You got to get some looks. You got to get some catches. You got to get some production. Uh, it's definitely disappointing to see what he's doing. On the opposite side of the ball, I just want to say I'd rather have Kyle Rudolph right now than Hayden Hurst. That's yeah. how bad it has been. Uh, but Thielen and Justin Jefferson, they've earned must starts. Yeah, I mean, against this horrible defense that Atlanta Falcons have, uh, they are must starts. Uh, absolutely. And then Alexander Madison, obviously, you're starting him, you're feeding him, and he's going to have a big day. If Dalvin Cook plays, you and, still start Madison. Yeah, I mean, he definitely a flex option, but I don't see Dalvin Cook playing. That's fair. I mean, he still has not practiced, and it is Thursday. If he does not go Friday without practicing, then I find it very difficult for him to play. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still going to start Kirk Cousins. I don't mind that a lot at all. He is a very solid play against a weak defense. I expect this to be a miniature shootout, if you will. This was almost game of the week, but I feel like we found better options later on. Yes, 100% agree. Now, the Lions. 1-3 Lions against the 1-4 Jaguars. This game, I mean, I, I, I'm not hyped up for this game. I'm, you got Kenny Galladay. I'm, you're going to put him in. I'm a little juice. You're a little juice? I'm a little juice. James Robinson's going to eat. Oh. James Robinson is going to eat this game. DJ Chark's not in. I mean, Keenan Cole maybe, but I'm trying to stay away from that wide receiver core for the Jaguars in general. Like you said, Galladay is a start. Absolutely. What are you doing with the running back situation on the Lions? Because Adrian Peterson doesn't look, doesn't look like he might he might not play. He'll play. In my opinion, Adrian he's a football guy. He's let's, a gamer. He'll play. Let's give him a hypothetical. Hypothetical. All right. Adrian Peterson doesn't play. Okay. Doesn't suit up. Who, who are we going? Carry on Johnson and DeAndre Swift. Swift. All the way. Swift all the way. Swift all the way. If, if I had an option, okay. Swift all the way. Okay. But, I mean, both of them will become low-end flexes because neither of them can handle a workload. I'm so not saying they're going to be great. Oh, I was just, I was just. You have to do it. You know, you got no option. There's nobody else I don't there mind for it. you. Okay. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. On the other side, I say Laviska Chenault. Yeah, has earned a spot on that roster because he is a very safe player. He has, he spells James Robinson in the backfield, 
and he has the whoa, opportunity whoa, whoa, to catch whoa, passes whoa, whoa, whoa. in the back. James, James Robinson doesn't need to be spelled. He does. He doesn't need to well, be. When he doesn't can't run a wildcat be. properly in the red zone on fourth and one, yes, I'll give he you. I'll spelled. give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fumbled. That was that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was pretty sad. Now moving on to the Bengals, the disgruntled AJ Green against the disgruntled Philip Rivers Colts. Uh, a disgruntled T.Y. Hilton, might I add, at that, still wishing he had Andrew Luck back at quarterback. Now the Bengals, it's a cluster. Yeah. Tyler Boyd, I don't mind it. Mixon, you're still gonna play him. He, he His volume is insane. 20-plus carries in almost all his games. He gets receptions. He gets touches. Uh, the, the, I'm still going to do it. T. Higgins. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. I mean, he's getting eight targets a game. I feel comfortable putting him in my flex spot if you need a starter or my wide receiver three spot. A.J. Green's literally useless, but I could see Higgins. There's a connection there with Burrow, and I feel pretty comfortable with it. I'd prefer Tyler Boyd over T. Yeah, Higgins, but no. they're, both, they're both solid players, yes. solid starts. T. Higgins is what A.J. Green was supposed to be. Uh, on the cold side, T.Y. Hilton, you dump him. Mo Alley-Cox, you would like to see him involved a little bit more, but you can definitely put him in your tight end spot. This is a, a difficult position to fill. Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, a little disappointing. Uh, he's not quite disappointing. He's a little disappointing who has been saved by touchdowns. Uh, in a few weeks, he's still startable. He still must start, uh, yeah, just due to the role and the 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 volume that he is gaining. But on the Bears, one and four Bears, surprising to me, one and four Bears against the even more surprising three and two Panthers. I think this is going to be a great game. Oh, but dude. I think this is the game where Teddy Bridgewater finally struggles and has a little bit of a breakdown. Uh, the, the Bears defense is no slouch. They definitely struggle with Tom Brady. They, they beat Tom Brady to the point where he forgot what down it was at the end of the game. So I, I definitely think Teddy Bridgewater is out there. Uh, he's left out with the Sharks on this one. Yeah, I mean, it's it hurts for me to say this, but I kind of have to. So... Your doo-doo player of the week. DJ Moore is my doo-doo player of the week. And I feel horrible about it. I I know it hurts you to say that because of how much you like him. And I I love him. The talent is there. He's still going to be very talented. I feel very comfortable in the dynasty. But Robbie Anderson has a connection with Teddy Bridgewater. I think we all know that. The targets, he had a productive game last week. But the targets weren't massive at, at all. And I don't see them being productive. Like you said, Teddy Bridgewater is going to struggle against this very good Bears team. And I do see David Montgomery having a big game running the ball. And I think the Bears are just going to eat the Panthers alive. Ooh. That, it's, Might it's be bad a when a spice predi- to it. It's bad when a predator bear eats a predator panther. That's a little That's a little spicy in that in that. In in that regards, might I add. Uh, yeah. But it, as I stutter a couple of times, DJ Moore, <laughs> he broke a long one in order for him to get his fantasy points. It wasn't like Robbie Anderson where he caught seven passes, 100 yards, and then you gained 15 fantasy points off of PPR and yard production. Uh, Robbie Anderson is what DJ Moore was supposed to be, and Robbie Anderson is the wide receiver I would prefer to have on this roster. I mean, he, he's just playing lights out football. He's got a good connection with Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. A hundred percent. Now, Mike Davis, because Christian McCaffrey is probably not playing, you're definitely going to get another must-start 
RB1 production out of him, whether that's touchdowns, yards, or PPR catches. Uh, Mike Davis has been a monster so far this year. I think I, I, he definitely has a safe floor, so obviously you're starting him no matter what. That's not even a question, but I would temper expectations. I don't think he's going to have a massive game, but you are going to have a solid floor there. Oh, yeah. Now, you already hit on it everywhere on the bear side, so I'm going to leave it at that. Now, the 0-5 elite Jets, because they have Joe Flacco, might I add, against the the 2-3 and three Dolphins. Now, I just want to say, if Lev Bell picked the Dolphins against – or rather than the Chiefs, he would be playing this game, and he would be the lead back. I he would, would get it. at least 30 touches this game. I, I wanted him to go to the Chiefs. I thought it was his best decision, but if I was Lev – I'd go to the Dolphins just for spite. Oh, yeah. Just, just just to spite the Jets every time I play them. Yeah, when when Adam Gase misuses you like this and then Lev Bell becomes another player on the list, that got his career ruined by Adam Gase. Uh, you should feel salty, and you should be yeah. salty. And if you're not, then there's something wrong with you. But on this Jets roster, Jamison Crowder is the only player I would – logically start you could do frank gore mm. you could i don't want to p ryan he, he he is a solid play if you are very desperate <laughs> very very desperate very desperate i i'm just crowder's the guy i'm not changing anything that i do crowder is the only start for the jets and until I, adam gase is gone he's not <laughs> which is very surprising you're zero five You've done nothing for this team for He's how many gone. years, and you're still not gone. It's it's kind of a joke. You, they just fired someone who went to the Super Bowl in Atlanta Falcons a couple of years ago, and then you have Adam Gase who hasn't done anything. I hey sometimes so, different organizations suck. play differently. They they make horrible decisions. The Jets have made horrible decisions every year. That's what they do. That's what they're known for. They it's, got rid of their offensive staple in Lev Bell. They got the red of their defensive staple in Jamal Adams. And now they are fielding calls for Quinton Williams. I do want awesome. to point I'll that out him. there. Sign him up. Uh, I think team a lot of teams should be going after that little young stud out there. Now on the Dolphins side, Miles Gaskin, he's going to be the guy there. He is safe now that Lev Bell is on the Chiefs. Preston Williams, I'm willing to put him in. Devontae Parker, I'm willing to put him in. Now I do want to say Ryan Fitzpatrick has outplayed uh, Carson Wentz, double, doubling his fantasy points. But Carson Wentz is still owned in 30% more leagues than Fitzpatrick. Because of name. It's, it's mostly the name. Name yeah. recognition. It's name recognition. Sure. For sure. And, and I'm surprised by doing that. I, I feel you should be very comfortable starting Fitzmagic in this scenario. I think he's going to eat. But I also think they're going to be so ahead that Gaskins will get a whole bucket load of carries now the four and oh packers against the three and two buccaneers this is always going to be a fun matchup tom brady against aaron Rodgers, and i think this is going to be a shootout yeah. i don't think teams are going to be running the ball too much this game yeah i mean i i totally agree tom brady is going to have a chip on his shoulder after they got demolished against the bears did they get demolished yeah i'm just saying it took he, a fourth quarter mishap for them to lose he he got lit up and he was they were they were giving him a little a little talking to after he got sacked a couple times. He, he's going to be frustrated. And also, yeah, I mean, one, two, three, four. That's that's four downs. It's four downs. There's not five. Sometimes there's five. So, <laughs> Oh, is there? It's what Brady thought. So he's going to be a little fired up. It's going to be a great game. Devontae Adams is going to come back. I see him having a, a big game as well. 
it's going to be a shootout. This was a close one for uh, Game of the Week. It definitely was, but I do want to add Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both hurt right now, so we're going to have to monitor that status and see if they do play. If so, hopefully you guys did not get burnt by Scotty Miller last week with an absolute donut, a zero targets donut. That's what hurt the most. But on the other side, on the Packers, Devontae Adams, of course, he plays, must start. Jamal, uh, sorry, Adam, uh, Aaron Jones, must start. Jamal Williams, I'm going to put there in the heat, earned his flex spot category. I think uh, he earned a lot of playing time over the past few weeks, and he is starting to become a whole lot more productive on that Packers offense. Yeah. Now, the 4-1 and one Rams against the 2-3 and three disappointing 49ers. Uh, this one's pretty straightforward. If, if you're on the Rams, other than Tyler Higby, Tyler Higby is borderline droppable. Uh, I do not want to start him. I have tried to find as many options as possible in order for me to replace him. Uh, I do not want to start him, but on the same as the running back scenario, I do not want to start any of the three running backs. But if I had to, I would put Daryl Henderson in my backfield. It's understandable. That's understandable. I'm staying away. Yeah, but Cooper Cup, of course, he's going to hit the must-start category. Robert Woods. Robert Woods, you're definitely going to do that. Yep. And I would put Tyler Everett. Tyler Everett. Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett, sorry, before Higby. Now, I, I do want to add... That's I would personally start George the Packers. Kittle? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd start George <laughs> Kittle over over uh, over Higby, but I would start Robert Tonyan, the Green Bay Packers tight end, yep. over Higby. I just want to put that out there. Higby is playing horrendous. Not a lot of targets. Yeah, he averaged. He hasn't topped five targets a game, and uh, he's spending a lot of time blocking. Because of the amount of weapons that the Rams have, they don't necessarily need him running too many routes. And unfortunately, he just becomes the uh, afterlaw, afterthought of that offense. Now, George Kittle, he's going to be the must-start of that offense. Raheem Mostart, I don't blame you. Of course, he's going to earn that must-start. He has massive big play potential. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, I do not want to do either one of those two. But if you are in a pinch, uh, it's definitely possible. They're going to see a lot of, uh, of uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. That offense has not been there this year. But, of course, we're going to move on to Monday night against the Chiefs Ooh. and the Bills. This is going to be a great game. This is going to be a really good game. Uh, Lev Bell touchdown, first game. Oh, yeah, for sure. Calling call sure. that. Um, I think you can flex Hilaire. I think you can even flex uh, Lev Bell if he's playing, obviously. But he um, won't be playing. He should not oh, be Oh, yeah, playing. so you said he couldn't play. He should play. not be playing. So, so, obviously, Hilaire is a must-start. Tyreek is obviously a must-start. Travis Kelsey is must-start. Mahomes, I mean... The, the normal group there. If you're an offensive player on the Chiefs, you should probably be started. Now, uh, Sammy Watkins, he has a hamstring injury. He's supposed to miss a handful of weeks. Yep. Uh, Michael Hardman is most likely going to take a spot. How do you feel about him? I, I'm, I'm going to stay away. And uh, we saw this last year when Sammy Watkins got hurt and they put in Pringle and they they put in a, they put sprinkled in a lot of wide receivers differently. We thought McCole Hardman was going to be the guy. Uh, and it... It just didn't materialize, and I don't think it's going to again. So I'm going to try to stay away from him and uh, try to find another option. Yes. Now, on the other side of the Bills, John Ross – I mean, not John Ross, sorry, John Brown, if he plays, you're going to definitely must start him. Uh, Diggs, he's earned his must start. He is actually the third, uh, second highest leading receiver in yards this year. I definitely feel like that is a huge surprise, but I don't blame him when you have Josh Allen. 
throwing dots to him. Josh Allen, of course, he's still going to stay a must-start. I mean, uh, there's going to be a shootout. A lot of points going out. A lot of deep balls, deep bombs being thrown this game. I think it's going to be a really fun one to watch. I'm really glad this is a Monday night game. Yeah, so it's, it, it, it's unfortunate that COVID happened, and it really set back all the games. But if it leads to games like these on prime time where everybody can watch it, I'm not that upset. So, yeah, can we have Tuesday games? Tuesday was cool. Can, can we I'm do not that like, on Tuesday a was regular cool. basis? I feel like that would be awesome. Tuesday was a lot of fun. So, I mean, say someone plays on Thursday. Okay. And then they have a game Tuesday. Yeah, you had a short week, you get a long week. There you go. You know? I, feel, I feel like this is a good idea. I feel like the NFL should explore it. I mean, Tuesday, what goes on a Tuesday? You're not doing anything on Tuesday. No one's doing anything on Tuesday. Just, just play, watch some football. Absolutely. I would be 100% positive with that. But they, I mean, can't, they can't do what they do to Thursday night where sometimes they put two scrub teams. You need primetime games no. in these slots. Yes. I think they're going to – they have to do it. I think it showed that they need to put some Tuesday night, and I think they're going to do that after this year. I really Hypo- hope so. Hypothetical, a little spice up there. We'll see what happens. All righty. Now, we have the Cardinals versus the Cowboys. Oh. Business is booming. Game of the week. Whew. This is our game of the week. I mean, this should be a huge shootout, a great shootout, and a fun shootout. because, And, and we chose this for the game of the week because there's going to be a lot of question marks that everybody's going to be looking out and watching for, whether it's the Cardinals running back situation, whether it's the Cowboys quarterback situation, whether there's a Cowboys wide receiver situation and how that affects everything is what everybody's going to be watching, which is why we put this as the game of the week. Yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray, you're starting, you know what I mean? Kenyon Drake, you're starting. I think you even can flex Chase Edmonds at this point. Hopkins is going to get his. That's that's obvious. I think you can start Andy Dalton. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I think it is a good start. When you have an offense like this, you should be fine. Absolutely. And then, Ceedee Lamb, Mari Cooper, must starts for me. Michael Gallup. I would like to see what happens. I, I think you have a different opinion on that. You like Michael Gallup. I'm I'm trying to figure out the situation on what's going to actually happen. They're all startable, in my opinion. Those three okay. receivers, you can all start it and see what happens, see what the target share looks like. Because the the Arizona Cardinals defense, they have some corners. They have Patrick Peterson. I expect him to follow around Amari Cooper a little bit more or, or see where he follows because wherever he follows, you're going to see a lack of targets that way just due to how good he is. So I mean, while you want to see what happens, I want to take a grain of salt on the results just due to the opponent they're going against. Yes. So who, who who gets more fantasy points, Kenyon Drake or Zeke? Zeke. Uh, Kenyon Drake or Hopkins? Hopkins. Kenyon Drake or the kicker? Kicker. Kicker. Oh man, <laughs> I don't even blame you for that. This should be I, a great I mean, game. You should be starting kickers for these teams. So let I said this before last week. If Kenyon Drake cannot get it done against the Dallas Cowboys, which have the worst defense in the NFL right now. What do you want? Like, what what can we do to get Chase Edmonds the ball a little bit more? Well, Chase He's, Edmonds has got to outplay him a little bit more. I, well, if he can't be productive against the Dallas Cowboys, the trash defense right there, he can't get it done against anybody. I think this benefits Kyler Murray the most. So you don't think it benefits Kenyon Drake at all? 
if 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 they can't run the ball, they're just going to rely on Kyler Murray to run it even more. I mean, why wouldn't you be able to run the ball against the Dallas Cowboys? Hypothetical. Oh, you're giving me hype. You're giving me hypotheticals. Hey, you're you're right now. You're throwing out hypotheticals on whether Kenyon Drake or Chase Edmonds is going to be better. I'm giving you facts. Kenyon Drake's trash. I'll give you another fact. Let's hear it. Zeke Elliott's still better than both of them. You say Zeke's trash? (laughs) No, Zeke's still better than both of them. (laughs) Yes, Zeke is 100% better than both of them. Uh, Kyler Murray has gotten almost 28 points every game. Well, sometimes he's been disappointing, but then that garbage time tutty. Hey, it doesn't matter how you get it, as so long as you get it. Yeah, I mean, do I do I complain about how the pizza's made? No, you're still if gonna. If it eat. tastes good, I'm gonna eat it. Oh man, little Caesar's Just pizza though. Little Caesars. Oh Boom. my god, ooh. I don't care. Uh, pizza looks pizza good, at this tastes point. good. <laughs> I'm eating it. I've never had bad pizza. I just want to put that out there. So I mean, I, you know, if Josh, your boy, gave you two more point two more points or point three more points, you would have you would have had a win this week. Yeah, I mean, for everybody that does not know, Josh Allen needed 10 yards by the sixth minute of the fourth quarter. And because of that fumble off the kickoff and then the, him pulling, getting pulled out in the two-minute drill, uh, I, I lost by .3 points that week. But I do want to say, like, Josh Allen would have gotten sacked or he would have thrown a pick. It's no, not like he's going to dink and dunk his way down the field. No, he wouldn't have. Oh. I mean, he already threw two picks, two wild picks. But, uh, I mean, that's, that, that's after the fact. You move on. The, the 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 point I'm trying to make is I will be watching Kenyon Drake very vividly this game. It is going to frustrate me more than Adam Gase if he cannot get something going this week. Oh, that's that's and that's, that's a, a big bar. lot. It is a huge bar, and he needs to get something going. They gave him 16 carries last game, and he had a he still didn't do that great. Ouch! That's I expect rough. more. All right. I mean, fair enough. I do expect more out of him. I expect more touchdowns. I expect more red zone touches out of him. I think they will get it done. They have a much easier schedule coming out going on into the week weeks. But, of course, that wraps up these clutch starts and sits of the week. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe and give us a nice juicy review if you enjoy the podcast because we're, giv- we're giving out grand old amazing analysis and tips over here. We're definitely helping you guys win your weeks. So remember to like, please subscribe. And other than that, good luck, everybody. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 